Okay, this is the Multipod. My name is Ted, and I am one of, I'm going to say, five co-hosts today. Uh, this is a very special episode for everyone listening. This is our fifth anniversary of starting the show, and also, coincidentally, the 100th episode that we've ever produced. And so, in the build-up to this, I thought to myself, well, there's kind of one obvious thing that we should try to do, if at all possible, which is to get the, uh, basically the original players back together, get the band back together, and people that we haven't talked to each other in, in years, even, and, um, you know, see how we're all doing, and reconnect, and reminisce about doing this show, and of course, learn what we're all up to, and plans for the future. So, I'm going to introduce everyone one at a time. Uh, start with Mike Mulsey. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing, Ted? Great. Great to see you. It's been a long time. You too. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Sarah. How are you doing today, Sarah? I am great. I'm very looking forward to hear what everybody else has been up for. Yeah. And next, uh, Vanessa, who, of course, is still on the show, but um, she's core part of the team. So, Vanessa, it's great to have you with us, too. Hi, thank you so much. Caveat, I am sick, and I feel like I sound like I'm sick, so I apologize to everybody <laughs> listening, but really happy to be here. It's so nice to see everybody on the call with us, and really looking forward to hearing what everybody's been up to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And uh, there's the original co-host, who is Sandrine, Sandrine Gessard, and it's wonderful to see you again. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So happy to, to see all your wonderful faces and have a chance to reconnect after so long. Yeah, yeah, this is really neat. So, um, we're we're gonna kind of go around and give some updates of what uh, what people have been up to. I guess particularly since they moved on from the show, if that was the case, the challenge maybe will be to try to remember exactly when that happened. So, you know, give a bit of a time frame. And again, as I say, this fifth anniversary. So we the first like episode one with myself and Sandrine was January 4th of 2018. We did do kind of a preview episode in the December before, but it was like a few minutes, like the first real episode. And I always considered like really episode number one was that first week of January. And we talked about it with Joel, of course. And Joel, uh, Joel's not here, but you know, he's kind of there in the background. And, and this definitely is a chance to give a huge shout out mm-hmm. to him because without him, none of this would have happened. He really got us going, told us what to do, gave us the instruction, editing and all that kind of set up, how to actually set up the podcast. And he did it. He got it set up on Libsyn as the subscription and all that stuff. So he gave us the tools. And then we, Sandrine and I, hit the ground running. Mike was there doing some of the research and the show notes, of course, and putting stuff together. He would come on the show from time to time. Uh, Sarah joined, yeah, I think maybe fairly soon, maybe three or four months after we started, uh, and she came in. And then Vanessa, it was maybe a year or so, year and a half, I think, after we started the show. So in retrospect, of course, it's been a long time, but um, there's the original team, Vanessa joined in, and there have been other people. Now, other people come and gone and done the odd episode, you know, from time to time, hosted, co-hosted, uh, helped with a bit of research and show notes. Uh, it really, this is the type of project, I think, it takes, you know, people making the dedication to make it happen. So this is kind of the core team we have here. So, Mike, I know that you are in San Francisco area right now. How long have you been there? Yes, uh, eight months. Yeah. Fairly recent, so yeah. Um, since the the show, I think because I was on there, I, I started with you guys. You know, late twenty seventeen, we planned. I think I was around for roughly a year. Yeah. So I um, roughly that, yeah. And then I remember I was that I was on the road full time. So I did that for a total of three years until twenty twenty, right at the start of the pandemic. 
So I traveled, we did all the uh, US states except Oklahoma, which we missed only because of logistics of driving in that part of the country. And then we settled in Philly during the pandemic. So we were there for two years. And then uh, my wife, my now wife, we got married this year. And we moved okay. to uh, San Francisco, yeah, eight months ago for a job. Thanks. Congratulations. Thanks. We did a lot this year. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been good. It's been uh, a lot of uh, a lot of travel and a lot of a lot of time, you know, visiting family and friends. Hmm. That's neat. We did an episode with Mike. I just pulled it up here. Is episode twenty six on December twenty second, twenty eighteen? How to become a digital nomad. That was a great episode. Yes. It's one of our most popular ones. There's like lots of practical information. Nice. Do you remember doing that though? And like what it was like? I do. Telling your story then? Yeah, because I had only done it for, I think I was on the road for about a year-ish when I, we talked about that. So it was like right in the middle of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was great. It was a great experience. Yeah. So I know you're kind of settled into things, settled down a bit now, but do you see yourself getting back on the road at some point? Yeah, yeah. My wife is uh, taking a master's degree. So she's begun uh, at the end of this year, like December. So hmm. we'll stick it out, see how things go. And then when yeah. she's done, uh, who knows? We've got a few ideas. But we'll see. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now, Sandrine, we did an episode. It was actually number nine. I thought it was later than that. But number nine, it was called Grabbing Risk by the Horns, Flying High with Sandrine's Renaissance Business. That was April 26, 2018. And was that one of the catalysts for what you've done since? Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, it was actually really funny because I don't know if, you, if we ever, I, I actually did re-listen to the episode a couple of times since then. And the funny thing was like the first time I was actually telling the whole world that I had this idea. And then I remember being kind of startled afterwards because now I remember sitting at home going, oh my goodness, now that I've told everybody I'm doing this, I got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it was like this moment that's like an aha moment, but also like a, ah, like a freaking out moment of going, oh darn, what did I just do? Like, how did I just expose that to the outside wow. world without even thinking it through? But I think it's also probably the best thing ever because once it's like the accountability thing, right? Once you tell everybody you're going to do it, people kind of call, ask you about it and go, so how's that going? And you, and you would feel like an idiot to go, Oh, this is my biggest dream, but I haven't done anything with it. <laughs> right. So uh, I have, I've done quite a bit with it. Of course, um, as you know, when, so end of eight, well, from that moment on, I started thinking of the project, uh, putting it together. I did my business plan. I created the company, etc. And um, and then I opened, I launched a company in November 2018. Um, and then um, 19 was really strong. Uh, I became a, a partner with um, with uh, Mattel for Barbie because they were doing an event talking about women pilots. And so I became a partner with them for a huge event in Santa Monica, which was supposed to happen on March 7th, 2020. Uh... Yeah. And so literally I flew to Santa Monica, had booked the Airbnb, everything, everything was ready. I had a, a static aircraft ready. I had like everything ready, tons of money invested. And then I landed on the 2nd of March and on the 4th of March, they canceled the event. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was a bit of a panic moment. Oh my gosh. Um, I took a few hours to kind of breathe deep and go, okay, everything happens for a certain reason. Don't worry about it. And in the end, it all turned out fine. You know, they had an insurance for that. They 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 ended up still you know paying what what all, at least okay. all of my in my fees that I had put out there and yeah. we stayed in good terms. They never they said they were going to postpone the event, but then with the pandemic continuing on, they never actually yeah. held the event. So that kind of yeah. got completely um, canceled. But 
and and so then yeah i ended up in uh april 2020 i realized like everything i had built for a year and a half had, was now i had no more businesses my two businesses i had built the same business but with two angles right the, the renaissance business but i had like the coaching of women and coaching of entrepreneurs and the flying oh, thing yeah. and both those businesses I had no more clients because nobody could afford it because everybody was panicking with this this whole thing happening. So I became an online teacher for mm. kids for a while. So I taught French and singing um, on outschool.com uh, for uh, for about a whole year from uh, April 2020 to April 21. And all of my airport events, everything that was flying just kind of got canceled. Um, and then, but I continued to, you know, whenever I could in the summer, go to airports and get little girls up in the air and coach women. And I did whatever I could uh, on the side. And so I'm still developing Girls Go Fly and I'm still really uh, involved with the women pilots. I'm the vice president of the of the chapter of the 99s in, in Quebec. And so I, I'm still very involved. Um, but of course, I because it's been dragging on forever and you know a lot of the flying stuff has been really impacted, um, I haven't been able to bring it to where I wanted to. Um, so I ended up, um, actually the universe did some really great stuff for me. I ended up meeting a lady who introduced me to another gentleman who was looking for somebody in the training world. And I really went back to my first, 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 uh, business that I ever opened and he hired me as a trainer. So an efficiency tra trainer, I'm an efficiency expert and I'm now working with that company, but I asked now I co-own the company. Uh, with him and and somebody and two other people. So now I've become the co-owner of this company, and which allows me to travel, and that's why I'm now in Florida, and I can spend the winters in Florida and fly and still develop the Girls Go Fly on the side, but have enough money to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's a really nice, uh, really nice situation going on where I have this and this business we're growing like solidly. So. It's super interesting. So my, the, the multi-potentialite in me is super happy because in this business I have like three hats. So I take care of the I take care of the whole training department. I give courses. I take care of the video production aspect because we produce our own videos of content for clients, and I I manage the whole IT department as well. So my multi-talented thing that I have going on as a multi-potentialite is super happy because I get to do it all, <laughs> and um and get paid for it. <laughs> so and you still have time for the other things. Exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, yeah, I just, you know, sleep is <laughs> optional. <laughs> right? So yeah, it's uh, really good. Yeah. Lots of good stuff going on. That's cool. Yeah. I, I saw, I, I would see some of your updates on LinkedIn, but I wasn't sure the whole story behind it. So it's nice to know. Yeah. Yeah. I've been That's updating cool. a lot on LinkedIn more for the business than for, yeah. It was really great uh, sort of seeing you take off with your project, with your ideas and uh, yeah, like I've been also No pun you. intended. Mm hmm <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a real, yeah. And it's just, it's never stopped ever since then. It's like, it feels like every time I have an idea about something I want to do in my life, I no longer sit on it as long. It's like that trigger that I had with, with all of you um, really kind of, yeah, it, it made a huge difference because it, I think I, I, that's when I started embracing the multi-potential in me. Instead of constantly going like, oh, I hate being so multi everything and everyone's all, mm -hmm. you know, you know how people look at you and they're like, you can't do that many things and do them well. And you're like, oh, <laughs> leave me alone. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, and now I show them that you can do and I show it to myself, first of all. But I also like it's almost sure. like 
not in a mean way, but I'm kind of happy to put it in their face saying, well, look, I'm able to do a bunch of stuff and, <laughs> and make it work. So, you know, there's, there are yeah. many ways of living your life. And uh, so, yeah, it's been really good. Yeah. That's a valuable lesson. You know, I've been learning that a lot lately. Like it's really to each your own. I mean, whatever works for you, you figure out what you need, what you need to do. And if it works, largely perhaps with the bottom line with money but of course it's your health and and happiness and things too you know if it works for you then that's great you know it would probably would not work for the person next to you but it doesn't matter that's not their life totally it's a common theme it's something we certainly talked about a lot on this show is figuring out how to live this life and embracing it that actually helped me get my current job a bit um i remember telling them in my interview you know i identify as this term multipotentialite and um i it means that i have lots of interests and can be pulled in a few different directions and um mostly <laughs> manage it and um it turns out my job is me being pulled in many different directions which actually works really well for me so um i think it kind of helped them understand like what kind of a person i am when i was doing my interviews so it's kind of interesting yeah yeah this ties in with the episode we did with Sarah. It was number 39, July 5th, 2019. What are the best jobs for multi-potentialites? Uh, Do you remember doing that one? Uh, not really. <laughs> we did them so many, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was your flight attendant phase. Uh-huh. Yeah, that could be. I mean... Because I think I remember talking to you about it. Yes, yes, for sure. That was, that was nine months of my life that... Uh, it was pretty fun. I mean, I just happened to, to stop uh, a little bit before the pandemic. So I... Uh, oh, wow. It was, it was mm. really, really great experience because, you know, you were traveling, you were getting to meet so many different people. Uh, and also you had uh, on the side time for whatever uh, your you wanted to do or read or study or anything. And then I, I just decided, like, I, I'm a person that looks for challenges, right? And, and I need to grow. And within also the, the professional environment where I develop myself. And at the end, flying, for me, uh, only had two steps uh, as a crew member. And then the flight attendant director, I, it's the, the word slipping out of my mouth. But I sort of wanted to to explore more and, and a friend of mine uh, already did a course on in user experience and it sounded really interesting because uh, it's using using also my background in arts and creativity uh, to the at the service of technology at the service of people and and that really really uh, called me and I did the course in September of, of 2019 I finished right before the pandemic started so I started looking for jobs when when we were in lockdown basically and yeah but your timing was impeccable because you left the the flying industry right at the yes exactly (laughs) yeah my my family was like okay you you have uh uh, an angel up in your ass or something because <laughs> you, ah! you, 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 you didn't make it on purpose but somehow it worked well for you, you know? 
It was oh my like, gosh, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, my my crew friends were that means stuck. You were, you were vibrationally aligned with your, with your gods <laughs> looking out for you because you knew exactly when to make the right decision without yeah. your brain knowing it. That's usually a really good sign. Yeah, and I think that's also yep. very aligned with all multipotentialities, right? Like, uh, it's it's something calling you within you, and and it's pushing you to do something, and and it really works well well when when you listen to it and and you hold on to it and and you grab it and and when you ignore yourself, somehow you just like regret it afterwards, no? So I don't know if that happens for you, but I don't know. I I truly can see that in the people around me. Yeah, for sure. When you ignore what your intuition is telling you. Mm -hmm. I always feel like that's when I realize, oh, maybe I should have listened to that because it just doesn't align, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually, user experience, it's a very, I found out, it's a very great industry for people that want to work remotely because there is already a lot of opportunities there. Like I, one of my best friends working also in this field works for a company that only hires uh, remote uh, people. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are just, uh, uh, they get them together twice a year. They do like a huge team event or something and to create like uh, synergies between the teams and, and, and build for team building. But the rest of the year, everybody's traveling. And they managed really well to to work it out. Cool. Nice. Are you able to travel too then? Or how long have you been in uh, Germany? It's been a little bit over two years now. And I arrived also right at the beginning of the pandemic. So like in Spain, we were uh, in lockdown. And then I moved in August of 2020. And when I arrived there, everything seemed fine there, but then lockdown and everything was closed. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, Germany was intense. I I know. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah. it turned out well for me. I I could go back to Spain a lot to to do remote working, so I, I had no issues at all. Yeah, we are slowly going back to office now, but yeah, still a lot of remote. And people want to keep it that way as well. Hmm. At our company, Improve, we are actually, um, we are actually, every single employee is remote. We don't even, we have an office with a floating desk, but in a conference room, but all of our employees are remote. So we actually have one person working from Indonesia. We have one person working from um, from Quebec, but they spend three months of the year in Peru. And I'm I'm working the winters in Florida and the summers in Quebec. We have another person working half the year in Congo and the other half in Quebec. So many so time really, zones. Like we have people everywhere. Yeah, but you know, as long as you know uh, that it's that is that is one thing we have as an internal rule is that it's your responsibility to not get mm. the time zones messed up. If you're not in the time zone of the of the company, then it's up to you to make sure you make it on time to meetings and stuff because we're not going to start calculating yeah. time zones for you. But um, that's it, really. So, but it works really well, um, and we do the same thing. We do a Christmas party and a summer thing. And we might do two other events for people who are local and it's okay if not everybody can show up. I mean, we do appreciate the in-person time. And I think fully remote all the time, there's that challenge of when you don't, but you end up, I don't know, you find ways, you call each other, you you do Teams or Zooms or whatever, and it works. If you you really put in the energy to make it work, then it works. 
So interesting how our, our, our business world has changed so much in, in, in these two and a half years. And I'm in a hybrid situation because um, I got a job here locally, which was really good for me because um, I also had a bit of a, oh, the pandemic is happening, but I'm in the right place at the right time because I was working remotely already. So nothing changed for me. And I'm grateful for that because a lot of people's lives got so disrupted and then, yeah, I made a change in October of 2022 and got a job at a local university. And we're doing the hybrid thing, two days at home, three days on campus. And for me, it works really well because I um, have ADHD and I've really discovered that having other people around me helps keep me accountable. They don't even have to, like, tell me what to do. It's just having them there is, like, it's called body doubling. And it's, like, it's just such a thing for ADHD people. <laughs> But uh, I guess what I've traded is more stability, which is not a bad thing. Like I have a pension now and I have, um, you know, I'm unionized and all that stuff. But it does mean that I'm very much tied to a location. I very much have to, I hate to say this, but ask permission to live my life. You know, I have to go, hey, can I go on vacation? Thanks. You know, I have to get that approved, um, which is very different than what I was doing before. But at the same time, it works better for my brain. So I'm just embracing it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's just very interesting. Like, multipotentialites, we're different individuals. We're all going to have our own systems and things that work. And like you said before, one thing works for Sandrine, one thing works for Sarah, one thing works for me, you know? It's just, and the sort of the beauty of discovering that, you know? And it doesn't mean that it has to stay that way forever, you know? It's, it's just exactly this time, uh, for this period of, of your life, it's, it's, it's just yeah. what it is. And it's working out and... It doesn't have to be like that all the time if you don't yeah, want totally. it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point, Sarah, because, you know, even when I was listening to you, Vanessa, about this whole stability, this new thing in your life, and right now it might, it'll work perfect for you, but you never know in 10, 15 years it might not, or even in five years. And that's, I think, one of the things that our society mm -hmm. has usually frowned upon is if you change as you go along, people look at you and they go, oh, you're so unstable. Uh -huh. You're like, oh, I'm not. I'm just following my intuition, my heart. What's wrong with that? <laughs> right? But it's not looked that way. Actually, that's a really good point. 10, 15 years, you know, it'll be really nice to have the insurance and the benefits and the whatever while I'm having kids. Because <laughs> like I said uh, to you guys earlier when we weren't recording yet, I'm pregnant. So like I'm having my first kid and I have to think about what's going to be the best thing to take care of my family. Right. So exactly but it but in 15 years you might turn around and go you know what now i don't feel like i need that anymore now i don't feel like it's exactly. a priority you don't know but having that having that capacity to go i make a decision today for today and it's good for however long it's good that is such a powerful thing that we we actually have the right to do that but a lot of people don't give yeah. themselves the right to do that they think if they make a decision they're stuck for but you're, you're never really stuck like the only person who yep. sticks you anywhere is yourself 100 <laughs> so or your poor family or whatever, but usually it's it's us, right? So cool. That's really good, great news. Wow, this is this is really neat to connect and get to hear what everyone's been up to. <laughs> well, Ted, we have to hear from you too. You're not allowed to just ask the questions, huh? No, sure. <laughs> uh, my story. Well, this I mean, my story's floated in and out in doing the show, but part of why we're here together is to update you guys who I haven't seen in like three years, two and a half years, or something. So I did an episode that would have been. In I think April of twenty no April nineteen must have been twenty nineteen before pandemic when I was talking about how I was going to ah, quit yes. my job it took two and a half years but I did it <laughs> um, 
and largely thanks to this show, you know, it's why I'm so attached to it, I guess. It's a big part of why I've, I've wanted to keep it going for, you know, announced it five years because it's given me the tools I realized that I needed. So um, there was a point where, I remember when I did that episode actually, and I knew I wanted to quit the job. I wanted to be self-employed. I wanted to have the ostensibly location freedom. I may just work from home, but at least have the option, the freedom to travel or move around and visit family and stuff if I wanted. I wanted to control my schedule. That was a fundamental thing. But the question was still, how was I going to do that? Because I didn't know. Was I, gonna, I was interested in like copywriting, web design, maybe I'll learn SEO, uh, all these kinds of things. And of course, through all that time, I was doing podcasting on this show just for fun, learning the skills. Finally came to a point, now that would have been that would have been late 2020, and I finally had enough. I was like, look, I have to choose something. What's again? I, I have to commit to something to build a business to get out of this rut and make the change and then see what happens from there, like we're talking about here today. You never know, but I need to take that first step. So I, I finally recognized that, look, audio editing is in demand. Lots of people need it more and more. Podcasting's growing and all that as an industry. It's a skill I have at that point, you know, it's been a couple years or more. Um, I like doing it. I like audio editing. And I was interested in just the whole nature of it and especially the variety of it and being a podcast manager, not just the editor, but you help people plan their shows, shape their content, think about their audience, their objectives. You know, you get into marketing, promotion, and all these kinds of different uh, tasks, right? I mean, I would never want to do audio editing 100% of the time. I wouldn't want to not do it at all. I like having that balance. So I finally realized this is what I'm going to commit to to build a business and see where it goes from there. So I kind of did it on the side for a year as a side hustle. I had a client, a couple clients, I guess. I did go back to my job one last summer working at the park service here in Canada, a seasonal job, which I've talked about on this show. And I did one last summer of 2021. And then part of the funny thing with that job, because it's seasonal, it just ends. And like, it's easy to just kind of walk away because you don't really give two weeks notice. You're on seasonal layoff anyway. So really you just either confirm that you're coming back the next season or kind of walk away. And I was lucky in a way for sure that I could take a leave of absence. It was unpaid, but I was still kind of in the system in case I ever wanted to go back also to get the benefits for another year. So I made the most of that. But when I quit the job at the end of 2021, I knew I wasn't going back. I mean, I was definitely 100% into being self-employed and building this business. So I did hire a coach, actually, Jason Moore, who some people listening, you guys might know from Location Indie. He's a good friend of Emily Wapnick. And I connected with him and a bunch of other people at Camp Indie, which was the in-person event for the Location Indie community. And that really was a catalyst too. That got me associated with like-minded people who were doing the thing, of course, that I wanted to do, or like me trying to do it, starting to do it. So that was another catalyst. I had his coaching. That really pushed me, gave me some accountability. I, uh, I started to find some clients, but also just some, even just a bit of work, kind of freelance work. And yeah, it just kind of went from there. So it's been a pretty incredible year because we, uh, my wife and I sold our house this past summer. We were living um, just the other side of the river from Ottawa. Uh, we knew for many years that we wanted to be closer to her family, which is more in the middle of uh, Quebec, between Montreal and Quebec City. So all this is intertwined because because I was quitting my job, we had the freedom to sell our house. We knew the market was strong, so we wanted to make the most of that. 
Of course, we sold it pretty quickly. We moved in July. Right now, I'm talking to you from the old family farmhouse here out in the countryside, which is our, our landing spot temporarily until we actually look for a new house in the area here to purchase in the spring. And the reason we're waiting is because four days from now, and probably when I release this episode, I will actually already be there in Europe. Uh, we decided, look, because we have the time, the flexibility. My wife's a teacher. She took a year off work. The kids are young. They're five and seven years old. Our daughter's in grade one. Our son is still in daycare. This is the time. If we're going to travel, have an adventure, this is the chance to do it before we get into new routines, right? And new commitments and all that. And kids have friends and activities. So we had to do something. The first place that came to mind was Portugal. I'd never been there. I'd been around Europe, but I'd never made it to Portugal. So uh, we, we committed to going and in four days, we get to Europe, Jealous. and then we'll go over land for about a week and then get to Lisbon and stay there for a couple months. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's crazy to think about, like, you, you have these ideas, and then it just <laughs> you start to take action, right? And we all have the same <laughs> similar story. We, so we awesome. Did <laughs> but I'm jealous. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit, hit, hit the nail <laughs> when you said that we just took action. That's the hardest step, right? The first step yeah. is always the hardest. Yeah, it was so hard for me to do that. I think we all struggle with that to a point to actually do it. And, but, but I should make a really good caveat. It's like what Vanessa's talking about. There's a time and place. And I knew that I wasn't going to quit my job when, you know, the kids were like, uh, our son was maybe a year old and still in diapers and, and, you know, learning all the fundamental skills. We needed that stability. We needed the benefits. We needed a solid home. We weren't in any place to travel. We went to Cuba for once, one week a year, if that, you know. And now is the time. It didn't make sense three years ago. That's why I stuck yeah. around in my job for another couple of years. Yeah. And in retrospect, it was fine, you know? It really totally. all made sense at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to be patient. Super and it's nice yeah. because your kids will hopefully yeah. now be at an age where they have those memories of you traveling. If you had traveled earlier, they might not even remember it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah. Really good age. Yeah. And they're, and they're so yeah. amazed at that age too, right? Everything amazes them. So, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a... Yeah. 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 <laughs> and another interesting roundabout thing. So our last big trip was we traveled around the world in like 11, 2011, 2012. Our last stop was in Paris and then we flew Montreal. 11 years later, we're getting back on the plane, the exact Air Transat, same company, same route, back to Paris to pick nice. up where we left off and, and carry on. That's coincidence, but it's kind of neat. Mm. Nice. Wait, you're traveling with Transat, so I'll have to see who's your pilot because my husband works for Transat still, right? So yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. So I have to check who's huh. going to be your. You'll have to give me the details, and I can check who's going to be your crew up front, and maybe sure. I can get you. I don't know. I don't know what I can get you. Probably not. You could at least. <laughs> Make an extra well, we signed up water. for the kids club. You <laughs> could at least say hi. <laughs> you know, nowadays the airlines, right? Yeah, you can barely get so much yeah. to pay for them. So. <laughs> That's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to ask then. Maybe touch on it a bit, but is podcasting at all still part of anyone's life? Um, you know, with the the experience you had in this show, I think for all of us, I think it was the first time we'd ever done it, so we were learning and kind of figuring out if we liked it. Well, Vanessa, of course, had come to it, but the very beginning when we started the show, it was new for all of us. It was great having Vanessa because you had that experience. Actually, I remember that. <laughs> I'm laughing because I remember I remember Ted being like, do you want to be on the podcast? Because like, it would be really great. <laughs> Which like, because yeah. I had been doing a podcast already for, I think like two years at that point, maybe, maybe three. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, that was great. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mike, is podcasting still part of your life at all? Not so much as a content creator. I still listen to a lot of podcasts. I record a few things with a friend of that mine. Counts. We do things from time to time. It's something I, I'm looking to get back into eventually. Yeah, it's cool. It's fun. It's just more fun to like record. It takes a lot of like, you know, the work we did take, takes a lot of the mystery out of it, right? And it's like, not so hard once you know the tools, like you were saying earlier. And that's really cool just to connect with people anywhere. Like, I love that. What kind of podcast do you like to listen to? I listen to all kinds of stuff. I just like, yeah, you know, multipod, like I have a long list. I listen to like almost anything. I listen to different things each week most of the time. Some creativity, you know, true crime things and some stuff lately about science. I've been big into science and space, James Webb world, all that stuff. Nice. So it's, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. What kind of stuff were you recording with your friend? We usually do because this is like a childhood friend of mine. So we've been... Uh, you know, friends since we were, I don't know, like 10 or so. I'm, I'm like 40 now. So yeah, we, we talk a lot about like a lot of random topics, right? Little nostalgia, little things going on. We just kind of record what we're talking about. And we kind of like mix in a, a couple uh, themes that we like, you know, it's been really cool to like, say like, you know, tonight, we're just going to talk because we talk every week, every Tuesday night, we kind of make time. And we talk for like a couple of hours. And we've been doing it like every week cool. for the last two years. And it's been really cool because he lives in Connecticut and now I'm on the West Coast. So it's like really a cool way to just like connect, record. And we have these things to go back on because we used to do that when we were kids. We used to record music together and do all this kind of stuff. And it's really cool to kind of come back to that now. And But we look at it like a podcast and do a little like outline some things. It's really cool. Nice. Yeah. It's a great medium. I just love it. Yeah. Do you publish those episodes then? No, no, Aww. no, 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 definitely not. Like mostly for us, it's like, it's just like, you know, getting it out there, recording it. And for me, like lately, because I used to have a hard time, you know, with the pressure, the seeming pressure of like publishing or doing things. And lately, I've just been trying to like record and capture. I'm working on a, you know, a couple of book ideas, doing different things, multipod like, and it's really cool to just kind of like work on the output instead of working on the input, because that was always my problem before. We talked a lot about that in the past. So that's been really cool. But I think I'll probably end up doing something in the next few years. I definitely want to get more involved with like getting on more podcasts, connecting with more people, especially now, you know, it's like such a great way to connect. Everyone's used to it. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, I remember you were working on a Spanish podcast, I think. Um, well, it was in English. I did uh, collaborate with, with a guy that has, um, that sort of creates workshops and, and gives inspirational talks to companies about art and creativity and how artists artists are uh, at the head of innovation. Uh, and he did continue with a podcast. Um, I just uh, sort of had to, to drop it in a way because I was also getting very much engaged with, with uh, well, right now I'm, I'm working as a as user experience in, in the voice community. So for, for voice assistants and conversational assistants, and and during the pandemic, there was a huge community around it. So there were a lot, a lot of events online. So that was like mainly my focus at the time. And and it, it even became a little bit overwhelming at some point, right? Um, so spending so much time in front of the computer. And and now that my work is mainly in front of the computer, I'm, I'm just trying to take as much of time from screens as, as I can. <laughs> so, 
So podcasting is part of yeah. uh, my life, but from a listener perspective, yeah. Well, you're still, it sounds like you're still quite involved in the audio world then. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's quite interesting. Like all the new large language models coming up and, and also like uh, text to image, text to video programs, uh, chat GPT. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's so much going on there that it, you can, it's like a black hole of, of possibilities. <laughs> have you, have you tried it? For yourself at some point or are you exploring anything around chat gpt do you know what it is yeah a little bit um i know voiceover stuff is really more and more common these days but i do need to learn more about it there is a lot of tools uh, going to be used for podcasting as well I mean, there is a huge conversation around what's going to happen also with, with voice actors. Now there are so many digital voices and they're becoming better and better every time. And also a lot of audio production, content production, a lot. Like it, there is a lot about, about that, basically, because these large language models will just generate scripts on their own and and articles and you wouldn't be able to differentiate what's what's been written from a human and what's been written from from a computer right from an algorithm yeah that scares me a little bit <laughs> um it's it's interesting yeah the, the the scary feeling but at the end it's a tool yeah and and, and, mm -hmm. and we are in charge of that tool but we know that not everybody uses tools responsibly. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Well, there is a lot of going on. Yeah. That's a whole yeah, other yeah, conversation. Yeah. No, and th there is a lot of going on in, uh, in terms of people trying to take the leap on creating the appropriate laws and, and generating the, pro the appropriate protocols to keep things as safe as possible, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going a lot into that realm myself, so... It's quite interesting. If you are interested to learn more, just, just ask me. It's very interesting. People listening can also drop me a message. Yeah. You could sure. uh, come back on the show and That and would tell be us awesome. Yeah. We've been doing, I kind of, we've been doing more kind of learning sessions or teaching, uh, talking about doing that. I had an interview with a, a fascinating new putty peep. Her name was Melissa. She's actually Canadian too. And she was telling us all about quantum computing and uh, the AI stuff as well, and how, yeah, exactly, like, it's, uh, it's ba big questions about, like, values and inherent human bias. Who creates the AI, right, in the first place? Humans are inherently biased, so you're going to give that bias to the AI, but, of course, is there a way to get around that or try to kind of level it out so that it's not just reflective of probably Western values or uh, white males or whatever it is, you know, those are the things to watch for. But it's fascinating. And that's an example, like, you know, of conversations we've had on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I've been reflecting a lot about this, like uh, bias, right? And having conversation with some friends actually comes to the conclusions that there's not such thing as a neutral bias. It just doesn't exist. But mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that bias it's always bad because if you create positive bias then you are actually building for good so it all depends also on the design side 
And, and that is something that's really fascinating to me because people are focusing exclusively most of the times on the technology and and they are not focusing on how we are designing these technologies. Why are we how what capabilities or, or what rules, what guidelines, what personalities for these AIs are we even designing for? Because that can completely make the difference, right? I mean if if we go to science fiction it's really interesting to analyze the different AI personas that are presented to us. No? We can go to a HAL 9000 9, from Space Odyssey to, I don't know, to her, uh, Samantha, no? from, from her. And, and it's both the same idea, but completely different personalities. Fascinating world, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. This is uh, turning into a typical multi-part episode because we go <laughs> off on different topics and then it's just so fascinating. We want to keep uh, going <laughs> and I don't want to hold people back either. We don't want to go on for too long. Uh, and I want to hear from Sandrine too about what your interaction with podcasting is uh, these days, if any. Well, these days, not too much, but after um, after I left the Multipod, actually, because I started the whole Girls Go Fly and Success Instigators was the other name of my company, The Two Angles, I actually started because of this experience and I kind of had a bit of an understanding of how to create one. So I, I created a, podca a podcast on Anchor.fm and um, ran it for a while. I think I got up to about 16 episodes, but my issue, of course, was that I had to do it in both languages. Each time I had to do one episode in English, I'd have to go and record the same episode in French for my different audience, right? And so it was like double the work and double the time and double the everything. And I was like, oh, this is way too time consuming. Um, so I kind of did it, you know, consistency was the issue as always with us uh, multipods, we kind of have that problem. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, was a, I was not able to be very consistent, but, you know, I had about, you know, and I actually had some good traction and then I think just the, you know, the wind was just taken from me when that whole thing started in, in April, March 2020. And then more for me, it was like more April that it really hit hit home. And I was like, wow, this is so I, it's actually when I started it. But after that, it was just I was trying to just keep, you know, finding work so that I could, you know, stay afloat. And so that kind of took, you know, when, when you got to just focus on feeding your family, because I mean, even my now I say my husband because we just got married in April so after 10 years of being together on yeah, our congrats. anniversary we got married nice congrats she just like slips <laughs> that in <laughs> yeah it was like it was such a not a big deal and so funny everyone's like some people a month or two later found out through the grapevine they're like hey congratulations I'm like for what I'm like well you got married I was like oh yeah <laughs> that but it was such like a it was like we've been together for 10 years and we decided to like it was literally a two week before decision we were going to sun and fun our our favorite air show we we're going to go volunteer there for the week and we knew we we wanted to get married but also kind of had to get married for <laughs> yeah. paperwork reasons so it was like okay so let's get it done and i was like well if we're going to be at sun and fun let's do it there at least it'll be fun and it's one of our places so i kind of organized it literally in two weeks and it was it ended up being a really you know sometimes the most spontaneous uh, events that you kind of go on like off a whim end up being the best ones. And we even had people come up to us and say, there's one gentleman who came up to us at the end because we got married on this little stage at the corn roast outside in front of 15 people that we didn't know <laughs> that were just having their breakfast. <laughs> it was the, the funniest thing ever. And this one gentleman came up to us and said to us, I've been coming to this air show for 39 years and your little wedding was the most special moment Aww. of all my memories. And we, I was nice. like, 
I was like about to cry. I was like, wow, that's incredible. So anyway, it was really special, um, but it was this little thing. And so, oh yeah, because so him, because of his career working as a pilot for Air Transat, you know, he was, he was laid off for like 10 months. So it was like, wow. So all of a sudden he had new income. I had new income. <laughs> um, and we we're like, okay, what do we do next? Because guess what? The bills still need to be paid. So yeah. So the podcasting kind of, you know, ended up kind of dying of its own death. And then uh, now with the company, we're thinking of creating a podcast, but you know, it's always the same thing. It's what's your priorities and is it really, because you don't want to start one and then not be consistent. So, um, so we will at one point, uh, and I listen to podcasts, but I don't, uh, I haven't been podcasting since, I guess I kind of gave that up somewhere end of 2021, I think is when I started saying, I just don't have time for this. So it's still out there. I know it's still out there and I get updates and stuff, but, <laughs> but uh, I haven't done anything with it. Yeah, I've been as as I've been, I guess, doing this professionally now for the last little while. I've I've been kind of trying to point people in the direction of doing mini series, smaller projects. When you start a podcast, you don't have to look at it as this indefinite thing. You're going to be tied down to it for years and years. You can do very much by on purpose, purposefully designed a mini thing, a little project. It's five episodes, eight, two, whatever it is. You the, the audience knows that, so they know how to start to finish. And I mean, if it's relatively evergreen, you know, it's something you can kind of use and promote and have us done on your website, your portfolio for a while. Nice. But it doesn't take over your life. It's a short little project. It'll be a lot of work, but then it's done. And it still gives you the platform. You can still do the podcasting, have the conversations and, you know, talk about the things you want to, something you can share, those sound bites, and without it feeling so overwhelming. I'm encouraging people to do that. From my end, it's funny because the, the best client for me would be someone who does it consistently and then I have regular income from them for like 12 months, right? But I'd rather have someone enjoy it more and get more out of it, even if it's for like two or three months or something, you know, and then I, I, I have to trust myself that I can find more work. But I think that might uh, foster more clients, ironically, because more people would feel capable of doing it if it's a smaller commitment. Also for the audience, it's like at the end, it feels to me like a, a, t a TV show, right? Like if you know it has a start and an end, then in a way you actually enjoy it even more. Can I actually mention a podcast project that I'm working on? Ted, I think I've told you about it, but okay. One of my multi-potentialite obsessions is <laughs> religious cults. I just find them very interesting. And um, I was listening to a podcast uh, by somebody who, I don't know if people have heard of Nexium. It was this like yes. cult that was whatever, self-help cult basically. And they got into the headlines because the uh, leaders actually got arrested and charged. And that's something that almost never happens in cult situations. So it was a huge thing. So one of the people who had left the cult and actually was like a whistleblower uh, started a podcast with her husband And she had been talking about this thing called hashtag I got out, which turns out is an organization that doesn't help people leave cults, but helps people once they've left cults with various um, resources and things. And they're still a little bit new, but I approached them on Instagram and I was like, hey, I'm interested in maybe volunteering with you. And I thought that maybe they would do like, here's some data entry that we need help with or something like that. But we were chatting and they were like, figured out, oh, you have a podcasting background. And one of the founders already had a podcast that was based on her book that she wrote. And they were like, we actually are, would love to do 
something else and kind of keep it under the name of the book and the podcast, but do like a different type of season. So long story short, we're actually, um, we've done interviews with like a whole bunch of people about their experiences, mostly focusing on them as the expert in their own story, focusing on what has helped them heal, what has helped them get through the experience, etc. And it's been a huge project because I've been, I'm basically the producer and we've had some volunteers that have helped and kind of come in and out, but I'm doing a lot of it, which is fine, but it's taken way longer than we thought. And we just keep checking in with, you know, we have the two sort of founders of this organization and me, and then we do have another volunteer who's helping with some stuff. And we check in regularly and they keep reminding me, like, don't stress about it too much. Like, this is something we're all doing volunteer, you know, like, because it's taken way longer than we thought it would. But it's exciting because, like, this, it's going to be a really different type of podcast from what you see normally about cults. Normally, it's like, let's talk about all the scandalous stuff and like let's really focus on the leaders and how messed up they are and stuff like that and this is going to be focusing on the people who were in the situation and their story and so i'm really excited about it and i'm also like okay i'm due in march and i'm like i don't know how this is ever going to get done before then (laughs) it's also like it'll happen at some point (laughs) but yeah it's pretty exciting because it's uh but it's also one of those things where we're going to do a season and then we'll see you know it might just be one season, and that's totally fine. Do you know generally when it might be out? Oh, gosh. It was supposed to be out before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, I don't know at this point. The problem is that we have these interviews that are very long because it's a little bit tricky to do an interview with somebody and be like, tell me your story, but then try to keep them to only 40 minutes. Like, come on. So, and these yeah. are not people who are professional podcasters. These are people who are just normal people. So their stories are long and so what i'm doing is we've transcribed them and now i'm going through the transcriptions and like sort of literally crossing out parts that we won't keep in to like create a script to edit from so that's the point that we're at right now but i also have a job you know and i have all these other things i'm doing so it's very difficult to get it done quickly but it will get there at some point (laughs) that's definitely something that i'll i'd like to update people on in the future as well yeah for sure i'd love to listen to it and then, of course, I'm doing the multipod when I can. I will probably be taking a bit of a break in the spring with the baby coming, but uh, don't want to leave the multipod forever. Well, that's just it. I, I don't know where yeah. the show will go from here. I mean, we'll, we'll keep doing it. But after, as, as regular listeners will know, we always took a break here over the summer. We'd be busy, and I was working, of course, for so many years. Uh, it was a bit of an exception this past fall of 2022 when, again, we just got busy, and we went a couple months without doing an episode, which was the first time, aside from summer, that that's ever happened in five years. So we really got to a point in November when I was like, well, we got to like do some more episodes here. We don't want this thing to fall apart, especially on the cusp of the fifth anniversary. So we did a few episodes and as always, it kind of rejuvenates the the joy and the excitement of doing it, the satisfaction. The show has evolved in a long way. I don't edit it nearly as much as I used to. I don't need to. I used to do it for the practice and to learn the skills. And now, I mean, I don't have time, but it's also more reflective of the casual nature of the show. You know, you don't really have to. And um, uh, that helps to produce it a bit faster, for sure. And I like to see, yeah, there's so many things we could do. We've talked about in the show, and we did. Sarah, you remember when we did the thing with profiling the little bi- biographies mm-hmm. of, like, multi-potentialites? I had completely forgot about that. We did, like, two or three episodes worth, like, 
maybe two years ago, two or three years ago, and you did a couple on like Da Vinci, maybe or Einstein or some of these people. Yeah, remember? I remember. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I think it, those were like super yeah. great episodes. Yeah, it's fine. So you know, there's always things that we could do. We'll see. It comes down to the people. I'm always looking out if anyone else in the Puttyverse, of course, wants to join the team from time to time or however much you want to. So we'll see where that goes. I think um, for our sake today, maybe maybe we can wrap up just thinking about the Puttyverse because it's the reason we're all here. And, you know, it's been such a tangible way to reflect, to even understand and then reflect what this thing multipotentiality is, giving it a name in the first place and having a chance to talk about it and meet other people where we don't have to explain ourselves, where we're around those like-minded people who just get it. They don't say, why don't you just choose the one thing? And that's why we all came together in the first place. So does anyone have any thoughts about what your experience in the Puttyverse has meant to you? And of course, it doesn't matter if you're still a member or not, or if you want to go back, or if it's you know just a phase in your life, it was still there. It still had that impact, at least while you're part of it. So how do you think about the Puttyverse these days, uh, maybe Mike? Yeah, I'd say for me, I definitely keep in touch with a couple of people that I, I met in there. And uh, it's really changed the way I like talk about myself and the way I talk with other people. That was the biggest thing for me because it's like you always feel a certain way and you're always like in some ways overwhelmed by all the different things that cross your mind every day and stuff. And I've really learned to like, I think we talked about it earlier today. We were like embracing that. And I'm all about like, becoming more childlike and like leaning into the things that I get excited about, right? All these things that like I love to talk about. I don't feel embarrassed to do that anymore. It's been like really cool. And I, I've noticed like how, you know, so many people have multiple interests as humans, right? We just have that nature to us, but certain people embrace it and really want to try to go deep or go wide and try to figure out how to like connect with different things. And that's, what's been really cool. It's like effortless to talk to people now for me. And I've always been very introverted and very kind of like in my own head. And I've just like been able to kind of break out from that from the time there. So it's really cool. It's like, it's such a great way to think about things and like have enough like-minded people to kind of incubate that, you know, that's what I love most about it. I think I did like a, a two years in there. Yeah. yeah cool. Such a great group. Yeah. I think for me, the, the whole community um, of Pretty was that's awesome to to give myself permission to realize that most people are multipotentialites because like since then talking more and more with with people I've been getting to know through through these last years, which fortunately has been a lot, I realize that people have a lot of different interests. We just happen to choose a path and and evolve on that path and we are in peace with ourselves when we allow ourselves to to change whenever the life uh, presents us with the opportunities to do so also i think it's it depends a lot on on the permissions we give to ourselves but uh, for me it was more about the permission to not feel bad and, and the, the openness to realize that we are all in a way multi-potentialize inside like for me the strangest mm -hmm. thing is to find someone that is totally obsessed with one particular thing that's totally, totally like wow like how are you doing that <laughs> yeah that's what's weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah sandrine how do you feel yeah i feel it's one of the things that i've i've um, been doing a lot more 
And I don't know if it was super linked to that, but probably it was because when we, you know, when, when the multipod helped me launch into that crazy dream I had, that's become, you know, reality and it's still evolving on a, on a daily basis. What I realized is that the reason why I was so gung ho about making it happen was really because of how it made me feel inside. And so it's all about how you feel and, it, and it's more about what makes you feel good and then take that and run with it kind of thing. And so I've been doing a lot of, and this is probably going to be really out left field, but I've been doing a lot of listening of Abraham Hicks. And I don't know if you've heard of Abraham, Abraham yeah, Hicks. Yeah, I have. Okay. So Abraham Hicks is my favorite of all that. Yeah. Of all the, the, the stuff out there about spirituality and vibrational energy and all that, I find Abraham is the, the one that's the most, I like the sense of humor and I like the, <laughs> I like the fact that they, when they, when they start saying we love you very much humans, and then they're about to, crack something at us because they know they make fun of us kind of thing but it's also <laughs> because of that so every time I think you know am I aligned with my inner being is, does this feel right inside and if the answer is no then I just walk away and it comes back to what you were saying Vanessa earlier about you know oh my god I so know after the fact if I made a wrong decision and so mm -hmm. what I've been working on in the last four or five years is actually working on get that feeling before you make the decision so that <laughs> you don't end up doing that. And I'm not saying I succeed every time, but I am succeeding more and more. And so more and more I'm able to feel and I go, okay, does this feel good or not? And if it doesn't, then don't go for it. And, but ask yourself the question before you make that call. And mm -hmm. man, it's just been amazing. And then, you know, people look at you and they go, oh my God, you're so lucky. You're so this, you're like, you're like, well, yeah, I guess, but it's not really luck. It's more like I'm doing that extra bit of, self-focusing and and kind of yeah. taking that extra time to meditate a little bit longer just to go does it feel good and am i convincing mm -hmm. myself because i really want to try this but in the end i'm going to regret it or am i just letting it flow in and seeing what it feels like and that's been such a help and it hasn't even and it's allowed me to do a bunch of stuff and be the multi-potential that i want to be but without feeling bad or because i'm always just going to what feels right and Man, it makes life so much easier. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's it just does. So that's how I uh, I really relate now to the whole multipotentialite thing. Is yes, I can be a multipotentialite not because only because I embrace it, but also because I'm focusing on how does it feel, like always. How does it feel? Amen. And if it goes eh, then I don't go there. Or if something feels wrong because I haven't addressed it, I address it. And I go, you know what? There's an issue. Like even at, you know, at my new company that I have my partners and sometimes we have, we're not totally aligned. And I'm like, guys, we're not aligned on this. We need to align. Because if we're not aligned, we're going to yell at each other in six months and blame each other for something. And I don't want to go there. <laughs> so let's line up. Let's, let's hash it out now. <laughs> yeah, that's too much, too much energy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and I even, one of our, one of our, my partners is super, super, super rational and like not, not spiritual at all. And so every time I, we start meetings and I make us breathing deep five times, he looks at me, he goes, oh, and he rolls his eyes all the time. <laughs> and, but he does it, right? But he does it. And after he goes, I guess it feels a little bit better. <laughs> but you know, you can tell he's kind of okay with it, but he, he's also kind of fighting yeah. it because it's just, yeah, you know, it's too rational of a guy, though. too too Cartesian, but it's, uh, so that's been my biggest uh, aha, I think, in the last few years is really, really focusing on that. I feel like I've been coming and going a bit from the group in between, and it always happens, I think, with all of us. But I've kept my subscription up because I want the option to be able to go back. <laughs> and I, yeah. you know, for me, it's not 
a huge expense and it's a valuable one and I pop in and I try to update people on what's going on or just, you know, comment on other posts. One thing that I've always found a little overwhelming is people write a lot in their posts, which is totally great. But sometimes I'm like, I don't have the energy to read all this stuff. (laughs) And I hate to say it, but um, I do try and do what I can. And I've been in the group now. I don't even know. Oh, Ted and I were looking this up the other day and I already forgot. I think it was like 2017 or something that I joined. Oh, you know what? Your five-year anniversary is coming up in April or something. Oh my gosh, there you go. Awesome. So, um, yeah, <laughs> and I and I totally agree with Sarah that like most of us are multi-potentialites. And the problem, maybe not problem, but just like the reality is that society still tells us to focus on one thing. And it's interesting because I don't think most of us can focus on one thing, especially in 2022 when... We've got this different job market and all this stuff. So I think just that awareness is what the group has brought to me. The group has definitely taught me ways to accept that I have all these different interests and prioritize different interests in some ways and be honest with like myself and my husband, for example. Like if I get pulled into too many directions, he pulls me back. (laughs) And he's like, just remember, you know, you've got other people around you that you need to make sure that you're not totally just focusing on all the whims that you have and all the interests that you have. And I have, I appreciate that, to be honest, because otherwise I'll just go off. And so um, I think the group has kind of taught me to remember (laughs) to get a little bit out of my like head bubble and remember who's around me, you know. And, um, And I don't really know how the group has done that for me. I think just being in the group, interacting, going on calls, going to focus parties, doing the podcast, just writing posts, seeing what other people are posting. Somehow you all just, you just absorb all that. It's just nice knowing it's there. Yeah. 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 I think it has helped me somehow just sort of parse out the different parts of me and figure Mm. out how to manage them. Even if I don't do it perfectly all the time, because nobody ever will do it perfectly all the time. But yeah, I I don't know. At this point, I can't even imagine leaving the group. Like even if I'm have a period of six months or something where I don't talk in it, like I can't imagine just leaving it, you know? Sure, sure. It's uh, been wonderful seeing everybody again. <laughs> it's great getting everyone back together. I think uh, we, I we should all keep in touch. I know. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I like to do is, uh, for anyone listening, I mean, especially if you remember Sandrian and Sarah and Mike from the Days in the Puttyverse, if you wanted to get in touch with them, reconnect, I'll put at least maybe LinkedIn or at least some way that they can get in touch with you afterwards. So who knows, maybe rekindle the odd contact. Sure. You guys are welcome back on the show anytime, for sure. Get uh, any other updates, share yeah. some projects. Uh, you're always welcome. And yeah, it's been a real, real pleasure chatting today and reconnecting. So thanks very much for being here. Thank you for reaching out, Ted. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you, Ted. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thank you, Ted. I feel kind of bad, but Ted organized all of this. It's probably just because I was travel, like I was with family for the past two weeks and I was like totally out of it. But I really appreciate you. Getting well, it all together. <laughs> that allowed me to do it on my schedule to a point because I'm getting on an airplane in four days. So <laughs> I wanted to get this done. <laughs> Fair. And it's our anniversary. It's our anniversary week. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, the timing just totally. works out great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much, everybody. Happy anniversary. Yay. Awesome. Perfect. Cheers. Take care.